Your film is now ready to be shown. Good morning. I'm Justin Hendricks, editor of Tech Policy Press, a nonprofit media venture intended to provoke new ideas, debate, and discussion at the intersection of technology and democracy. I'm going to report if that's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, could you explain to me a little bit more about what brought you here today for this hearing and this rally? Well, since, uh, since Matthew passed in 2019, we, we started a nonprofit in his name, uh, Matthew Minor Awareness Foundation, and then it wasn't until recently we, we actually uh, award scholarships. You're listening to the voices of Harsha Galani and Todd Minor. Harsha is a master's student at Northwestern University's Medill School of Journalism in the Medill Investigative Lab. She was at the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, reporting for Tech Policy Press on a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the subject of, quote, big tech and the online child exploitation crisis. Todd is one of the parents she spoke to. His son, Matthew, died at the age of 12 after participating in a TikTok challenge. He's a wonderful child. He lit up the room. Uh, uh, he he was always hey let's let's go here let's let's uh, we did the uh, extreme zip lining and everything you know he was just he was just fun. Like Todd that. was we're, one we're of the many parents and advocates who gathered in and around the Capitol to make their voices heard during the hearing. In today's episode, we're going to hear some segments of the hearing and discuss whether it is likely to result in legislation. And to help make sense of things, I'm joined by Gabby Miller in New York. My name is Gabby Miller, and I'm a staff writer at Tech Policy Press. So, Gabby, what went down in the Capitol this week? So on Wednesday, January 31st, the Senate Judiciary convened and hosted five high-profile CEOs um, from Discord, X, Snapchat, TikTok, and Meta. Most notably missing from that list was Google. And you could also argue that Apple and Microsoft probably should have been there as well. There was a lot of theater around this hearing, including the drama around whether the CEOs would voluntarily testify. A couple of them supposedly didn't come willingly. So Meta and TikTok both voluntarily agreed to testify before the Judiciary Committee, but Discord, Snap and X were subpoenaed um, and the committee described it as weeks of repeated refusals. Senator Dick Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois and the chairman of the committee, mentioned it during his opening remarks. I will note for the record that Mr. Zuckerberg and Mr. Chu are appearing voluntarily. I am disappointed that our other witnesses did not offer that same degree of cooperation. Mr. Citron, Mr. Spiegel, and Ms. Yaccarino are here pursuant to subpoenas. And Mr. Citron only accepted service of his subpoena after U.S. Marshals were sent to Discord's headquarters at taxpayers' expense. I hope this is not a sign of your commitment or lack of commitment to addressing the serious issue before us. Gabby, who else was in the room? Sitting behind the CEOs, there was actually a group of survivors and survivors' families, and they were all holding up pictures of um, people they knew that had lost their lives. Now, this is not the first hearing that lawmakers have had on online child safety. No, (laughs) not even close. I think since 2017, there's been around 40. Did the senators have a particular focus during the hearing? Did any of the witnesses get more questions than the others? Wednesday was a pile on for Mark Zuckerberg. And in some ways makes sense that Mark Zuckerberg got the majority of the questions. Was it at times berating 
perhaps. But also there were genuine lines of questionings at Mark Zuckerberg. We just know more about the harms that are caused on Meta's platforms, primarily Facebook and Instagram, just because there's been so many internal documents leaked from Facebook whistleblowers. As a result, there's a bunch of litigation that has come out and those documents have been unredacted. So a lot of the stuff that's come out of discovery is now included in suits like the state's attorney general suits. Um, that's about 42 state's attorney generals filed suits against Meta and Mark Zuckerberg for, you know, getting children and teens hooked on its platform because they knew that they had a lifetime value that would, you know, they would profit off of it. We got some new information just hours before the hearing. The Senate Judiciary Committee released a tranche of emails from Meta. Here's Tennessee Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn describing what's in them. And in the emails that we've got from 2021 that go from August to November, there is the staff plan that is being discussed. And Antigone Davis, Nick Clegg, Sheryl Sandberg, Chris Cox, Alex Schultz, Adam Masseri are all on this chain of emails on the well-being plan. And then we get to one. Nick did email Mark for emphasis to emphasize his support for the package, but it sounds like it lost out to various other pressures and priorities. Senator Lindsey Graham, the Republican from South Carolina and the committee's ranking member, also referenced the emails in his remarks. Mr. Zuckerberg, you and the companies before us, I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. You have a product that's killing people. When we had cigarettes killing people, we did something about it, maybe not enough. You're going to talk about guns. We have the ATF. Nothing here. There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. You can't be sued. Now, Senator Blumenthal and Blackburn, who've been like the dynamic duo here, have found emails from your company where they warned you about this stuff, and you decided not to hire 45 people that could do a better job of policing this. So the bottom line is you can't be sued. You should be. And these emails would be great for punitive damages. But the courtroom's closed to every American abused by all the companies in front of me. Of all the people in America we could give blanket liability protection to, this would be the last group I would pick. So, Gabby, you're right. The senators are definitely focusing on Zuckerberg. Yeah. I guess the moment that drew the most headlines came after a string of questions from Senator Josh Hawley, the Republican from Missouri. Hawley actually elicited an apology from Zuckerberg, who stood up and delivered it to the parents in the audience. Do you know who's sitting behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone. And you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a single person? To, Let me I'm ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, I, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? Don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help Senator, with counseling services? Help with dealing with the issues that your your services cause our, our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe are you going to platform. compensate them senator our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build 
industry-leading tools to find harmful to content, make money. take it off the services, uh, to make money, and to build tools that empower parents. So you didn't take any people. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask said. you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? I, Would I'm, you like to do so now? Well, They're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I, I, I'm sorry for everything that you have all gone through. It's terrible. No one should have to go through the things that your families have, have suffered. And this is why we invest so much and are going to continue doing industry-leading efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Just an incredible moment, almost 20 years to the day that Zuckerberg launched Facebook to see him apologizing to people in public in that way. So what legislation did the senators focus on most? Yeah, so as expected, the Kids Online Safety Act, otherwise known as COSA, was probably the most discussed. So that's why Richard Blumenthal, one of its sponsors, tried to get everyone on the record about it. Because I think it's important to put you on record. Who will support the Kids Online Safety Act? Yes or no, Mr. Citron? Um, there are parts of the, of the act that we think are great. No, it's a yes or no question. I'm going to be running out of time, so I'm assuming the answer is no, if you can't answer yes. Uh, we, we very much think that the, the national privacy That's standard no. would be great. Mr. Siegel? Senator, we strongly support the Kids Online Safety Act, and we've already implemented many of its core provisions. Thank you. I welcome that support, along with Microsoft's support. Mr. Chu. Senator, with some changes, we can support it. Uh, In its present form, do you support it? Yes or no? We are aware that some groups have raised some concerns. It's important to understand how I'll take that as a no. Ms. Yacarino. Senator, we support COSA and will continue to make sure that it accelerates and make sure it continues to offer community for teens that are seeking that voice. Mr. Zuckerberg. Uh, Senator, we support the age-appropriate content standards, but would um, have some suggestions yes or no, on how to implement it. Yes no, Mr. Zuckerberg. It. Do you support the Kids Online Safety Act? Senator, it's a measure these are, these are that is nuanced public, things. and I'm just asking whether you'll support it or not. These are nuanced things. I think that the basic spirit is right. I think the basic ideas in it are right. And there are some ideas that I would debate how to best stay. Unfortunately, I don't think we can count on social media. So not complete agreement here, certainly, but it does seem like there was movement on COSA this week. So less than a week before the hearing, Snapchat actually announced that it would endorse COSA. So Meta, Snap, TikTok, and X are all part of the block that NetChoice represents. And Snapchat was the first to break away and endorse the Kids Online Safety Act. Um, and, and another surprise, the night before the hearing, Microsoft's uh, president, Brad Smith, tweeted out that he, too, supported COSA on behalf of Microsoft. So going in, that was a bit of a surprise. And then a triple surprise was that um, X's CEO, Linda Yaccarino, went ahead and also endorsed COSA. Tech Dirt's Mike Masnick raised the question of whether in that moment Linda Yaccarino actually understood what she was endorsing or if she was just going along for the ride. I guess it's safe to say there was a lot of disappointment among the lawmakers that the CEOs didn't just offer 
blanket endorsements for their proposed legislation. There was a moment, a flare up with Senator Klobuchar. I mean, she just said, I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of not getting a yes or no. There's been so much talk at these hearings and popcorn throwing and the like. And I just want to get this stuff done. I'm so tired of this. It's been 28 years, what, since the Internet. We haven't passed any of these bills because everyone's double talk, double talk. It's time to actually pass them. And the reason they haven't passed is because of the power of your company. So let's be really, really clear about that. So what you say matters. Your words matter. There was some mention of a thing called the Report Act, a bill that would amend federal law governing the reporting of suspected child exploitation and abuse. That bill has actually already passed the full Senate. Stanford researcher Rihanna Pfefferkorn recently wrote about it for Tech Policy Press. Then there's the Platform Accountability and Transparency Act, a bill designed to make data available to researchers to study the harms on social media. We've talked about it a few times on this podcast. Senator Chris Coons, a Democrat from Delaware, was trying to gauge interest in the bill. Was there any enthusiasm? No. He was met with basically shrugs. The larger point is that platforms need to hand over more content about how the algorithms work, what the content does, and what the consequences are. Not at the aggregate, not at the population level, but the actual numbers of cases so we can understand the content. In closing, Mr. Chairman, I have a bipartisan bill, the Platform Accountability and Transparency Act, co-sponsored by Senators Cornyn, Klobuchar, Blumenthal, on this committee and Senator Cassidy and others. It's in front of the Commerce Committee, not this committee. But it would set reasonable standards for disclosure and transparency to make sure that we're doing our jobs based on data. Yes, there's a lot of emotion in this field, understandably. But if we're going to legislate responsibly about the management of the content on your platforms, we need to have better data. Is there any one of you willing to say now that you support this bill? Mr. Chairman, let the record reflect a yawning silence from the leaders of the social media platforms. There were some very peculiar questions for TikTok CEO, some that were definitely not asked of the others. I guess some of that is to be expected. TikTok is the only company that was at the hearing that, you know, has a tie back to China, which is considered at best a strategic challenge for the U.S. and perhaps by many as an adversary. What were the types of questions that were thrown at him? Yeah, so I think it's impossible for TikTok CEO uh, Sho Chu to go on Capitol Hill and not be, you know, hounded with questions from senators about his company's relationship with um, China's government. I think they're valid questions in terms of like national security and data sharing. It's unfortunate that a lot of that devolved into what sounded like xenophobia and fairly bigoted personal attacks from Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas. You said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I served my nation in Singapore. No, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two two and a half years in Singapore. do Do you have any other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? 
No, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. Let me ask you something. So there was a lot of focus on Mark Zuckerberg, a lot of focus on Shochu at TikTok. What about the other three? How did they comport themselves? And what did you make of Snap's Evan Spiegel? One of the only questions that Evan got directly was about some issues Snapchat has had with drug trafficking on its platforms. He had the lines prepared. He apologized for Snapchat, you know, facilitating that kind of activity. Here's California Senator LaFonza Butler asking that question. Mr. Spiegel, um, there are a number of parents whose children have been able to access uh, illegal drugs on your platform. What do you say to those parents? uh, Senator, we are devastated that we cannot... To the parents. What do you say to those parents, Mr. Spiegel? I'm so sorry that we have not been able to prevent these tragedies. We work very hard to block all search terms related to drugs from our platform. We proactively look for and detect drug-related content. We remove it from our platform, preserve it as evidence, and then we refer it to law enforcement uh, for action. We've worked together with nonprofits and with families on education campaigns because the scale of the fentanyl epidemic is extraordinary. Over 100,000 people lost their lives last year, and we believe people need to know that one pill can kill. That campaign reached more than 200, was viewed more than 260 million times on Snapchat. We also Mr. Launched- Spiegel, there are two fathers in this room who lost their sons. They're 16 years old. Their children were able to get those pills from Snapchat. I know that there are statistics and I know that there are good efforts. None of those efforts are keeping our kids from getting access to those drugs on your platform. Uh, As a California company, all of you, I've talked with you about what it means to be a good neighbor and what California families and American families should be expecting from you. You owe them more. We did work making a backgrounder and Snapchat has some of the most egregious cases of CSAM, child sexual abuse material, spreading on its um, app. Zuckerberg and Shochu got all the questioning, and it didn't leave a lot of space for the rest of them to address legitimate concerns that happen on their platform. As a result of Mark Zuckerberg being Senator's punching bag on Wednesday, I think that really let X, Discord, Snapchat, they, it let them off the hook. They left the hearing unscathed. If anything, I think they almost looked good. When you look at Mark Zuckerberg getting just absolutely hammered, and then you see Evan Spiegel sitting in, you know, on the other side of Mark Zuckerberg, you know, sitting in silence, he looks pretty good. So what now, Gabby? Are we expecting senators to push through a bunch of laws? So Hajra Galani, a reporter who was working with Tech Policy Press and was actually at the hearing in D.C. on Wednesday, she actually flagged down Senator Richard Blumenthal, who, you know, has big been one of the biggest proponents of the Kids Online Safety Act. He introduced the bill um, alongside uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. You know, she flagged uh, Senator Blumenthal down and basically asked that question, what's next? And all he said was, well, it's time to pass COSA. I think in some ways it makes sense. If we can get Mark Zuckerberg in the room, get everyone to, you know, really hammer him, grab some headlines. Maybe we can finally get the support for COSA that we need to get it across the finish line. And the only thing that got in its way from being passed was Senator Chuck Schumer um, not taking it up for a floor vote. 
So I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, it got so far before the end of the year. Now we're starting this year off trying to whip up a, a frenzy, bringing in these big tech CEOs. Well, if COSA or some other alternative doesn't pass, I suspect the advocates and the parents won't let up. Todd Miner, one of the parent survivors represented at the hearing, told Harsha Golani that they intend to keep up the pressure. What I like, what I saw, it looked like Mr. Zuckerberg, I think he was getting a little worn down too, because when they asked him about uh, doing an apology, he, he kind of put put his hands down on the table and he popped up and turned and, and gave, I guess, his best version of a, an apology. And I think, I think, I think everything's working. It's it's wearing on them, it, and that's what needs to happen. Either either they comply, or we're just go, we're just going to keep coming. Gabby, thanks so much for joining me for this. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. I'll see you at the office on Monday. That's it for this episode. I hope you'll send your feedback. You can write to me at justin at techpolicy.press. Thanks to Harsha Galani and Gabby Miller. Thanks to my co-founder, Brian Jones. And thank you for listening. Tech Policy Press.